Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Y'all, we are here. It is a new, it's a special, uh, it's a special reality gaze interview. Interview, interview, interview. If you're wondering, if you're looking in the air and you're thinking, why do I see glitter? Why do I see you could do this in such, we know what it's like being in Texas. Like, have, how did you get that? Like, where did that come from for you? Was that always inside where does, of you? Where does the confidence, yeah. where, where do you find your confidence? Um, you know, I just, I'm one of those people that I'm always quick to just like, I'm never going to say anything behind your back that I wouldn't say to your face. And I just carry myself in like a bitch way in a sense. sense. Um, and I just have to know that not everybody, you know, thinks the same way I do or, you know, has the same values or opinions as me. And you know what? I'm going to do me and I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. And if you don't want to be a part of it, I'm not going to force you to be a part of my life. So I kind of just, you know, take it with a grain of salt and I carry my head in that, you know, I'm a bitch. And if you don't like it, well, there's the door. <laughs> you keep your head up like a pig. <laughs> just like a pig. That's right. Yes. Just like um, a pig. I, I kind of know. I'm a little familiar with you're talking about by living your life in bitch mode. Um, just a little. I kind of do that just a bit, <laughs> just a bit, just a bit. Um, that's, that's, it's great. Um, so I want to know how did you get involved with live with stock shows and, and what, what drew you to pig shows specifically showing pigs? So actually, okay. When I, before I was born, my mom was actually pregnant with me at the state fair, um, and so I had already, you know, started. I was already in the womb at my very first show. Yes. Um, but then after I was born, you know, my grandparents owned a very large show pig company here in South Texas. And, um, you know, they were one of the few here where we live um, that had a show pig farm. And my grandma and grandma kept that for 20 something years. And then, you know, I started getting into it when I was little at three years old. My grandpa was like telling my mom, Hey, we've got to make sure we got, get him behind pigs. He has to be, he has to do this. And so at three, it was technically when I showed my very first pig. And then 
once I got into middle school, I was just like, hey, this is what I want to do. Like, why do we not have pigs yet? And so then, of course, my grandpa was like, all right, let's go. It's, you know, it started. And so in the third grade, I had my first set of pigs. And I think we did five that year and did really well. And it just progressed as I got older. It became more passionate and more um I became more involved in what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And then by my senior year, I had five sows of my own. I was breeding my own pigs. And um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's become a very big deal for me. I'm very passionate about this. This is my life. Um, and I would not change it for anything. And did you know the reins while you were showing pigs? Or I know you talk a little bit about. You talk about what the reads meant to you on the show, but I'm interested, how did you get connected with them? So it's actually kind of like a weird way. Um, so I actually showed against Keely and Cammie and I never actually knew who they were. I knew of them because they wore the flag shirts. They were the flag girls. They were the red, white, blue girls. Um, so there's actually pictures of me and Cammie in the ring together, like showing against each other. But I didn't actually get introduced to them until... I had already graduated high school and um, Josh's uncle, I was working for him at the time. And he said, Hey, you know, my nephew breeds pigs. I think you really need to meet them. And so I drove over there one day and, and met them and talked to them for a long time. And then, you know, a few days later I called Jody and I said, Hey, it's my sister's senior year. I want to get some pigs for her and another kid that's showing for me. Like, can I come look? And they said, absolutely. And so we went over there, me and my grandma went over there and we looked at all their pigs and I picked out three that I wanted. And from that point on, it was just, you know, I was at Jody's house all the time. I wouldn't even call. Sometimes I would just show up and uh, <laughs> always bring Jody a Dr. Pepper because she there's one place in town that she absolutely loves them from. So I would stop and get a fountain Dr. Pepper for Jody and then just show up and she'd be like, oh, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, hell, just came to hang out. <laughs> Can I just say that is the thing? There is a best, like where the town I grew up in, the Huddle House had the best, like Fountain, Diet Cokes, or soda. Grove, like, Mart, Grove Mart had the best. Doctor like Pepper. that is a southern. It's a small town thing. You will, you will go, and people talk about it, and they compete with. Like, no, it's this one is the no, best that, one. And Dr Pepper is a thing where I'm from too. I've been to the museum. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're yes. not. Don't, don't get me back. But ooh, I. Um, I, so that's and so you just kind of fell in with them because they they really seem like you guys uh, that they respect you and you guys kind of treat each other like equals and I love that um, I love seeing that they are you know they, it's like I've said before they would give you the shirt off their back and everything that they have Jody and Josh are just those kind of people and you know their kids are amazing um, I look at Cannon as my little brother I absolutely love him. Um, and of course, Keely and Cammy are right there. So I just, I love the family and they've taken me in like I'm one of their own. And you would never know that I'm not one of their kids if you saw us out in public because we just all act like I'm family. Yeah. And, and with Canon, like, does it, that's something that was very meaningful, Jake. And I thought this kind of brother, this brotherly uh, relationship you have. And I, I can't imagine, or I have to imagine that it, it's probably just, I know you've had some turmoil a little bit in your own family with you coming out and everything. And not that I'm not talking about Canon sexuality. I just mean like, that's gotta be healing though, to like be able to be just a, a loving, unconditional loving mentor to someone who's younger than you like that. So with Canon, it was actually <laughs> kind of weird to start with. Um, Canon 
didn't really, when I first started coming around and, you know, as I became more involved, Canon was very quiet, didn't really talk to me, didn't want anything to do with me, didn't care what I had to say, was kind of just did his own thing. And really, honestly, in the last probably the last year that I've been coming around and just hanging out more and doing more with them, Canon has now like gotten to the point where he'll listen to what I'm saying. He'll ask me for advice. He comes and like jokes around and plays and you know, he has this nickname for me right now and he calls me rat every time we sh- I show up. We still have not figured out why, but that's what he calls me. And so um, it, we've actually grown over the last year and we've gotten very, very close. Canon and I have. So we call you the Canon because when he's crying yes. and upset, you're the one person that gets to him. <laughs> so that's it's either me or Cammy. Um, and here recently it's been I've been very surprised because it's been more me and you know, I just, I feel with Canon doing that and coming to me, I feel very respected and very valued and important to Canon. And, you know, I feel like it's because he doesn't have a brother. You know, yes, yeah. he has Manu yeah. that's like a brother to him. And then, of course, he has me. But in reality, he has two sisters and he's the baby. And so I think that in his mind, you know, it's it's nice to have me around where I'm around a lot. I'm there and he can you know, talk to me and I can sympathize where he's coming from and why he's feeling the way he's feeling. And so just for him to come to me and want to actually listen and talk to me is, is very comforting to me that he, he values my opinion that much. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say you're, you're obviously a very competitive person and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm the same. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I think a lot of times as kids who grow up, especially uh, LGBT kids, queer kids, you grow up because, and the one thing you do well is the thing that you get praised for, and and then it makes you very competitive. I know that's for me. I was a musician, and I was I was playing piano all the way through school, and that was my thing. And I got I would get super competitive because I was rewarded for kind of my achievements. And I was like, how how do you see what is competition to you, and what 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 makes you so competitive? So. We learned very fast that this is something that I am very good at um, and I do it very well. And, you know, people who don't know me that meet me for the first time, whether it be at a pig show or I go to a breeder's house to look at pigs, whatever the case may be, they've always said that I have a true eye for this and that I'm very good at what I do. And part of why that's part of why I, you know, decided to start breeding my own and doing my own thing is, you know, I watch the trends. I do the, I keep up with the trend, what's going on in the industry, who's got the hottest genetics. They call me the genetic junkie because, you know, I just, I have to know my genetics. Um, But I get very passionate about it. And this is what I love to do. And so when it comes down to show season, they tell me I have a problem. You know, I don't go buy expensive handbags or shoes or clothes. I buy pigs constantly, like (laughs) year round. (laughs) So, you know, and I do that to stay on top of the trend to get these kids out there to show. And, you know, I say in a way that, you know, I do for some of these kids because it is about the kids and it is about them. And I want to see them win. But I have just as much time invested in these animals as the kids do. You know, I'm I'm there every day. I get to see what's going on and I'm rooting for my kids to win. I'm rooting for Cannon to win. And so I get very competitive on that note because. It's like, you know, that's one of my pigs that came out of my barn and 
I want that pig to go win because that's good publicity for me. And so, you know, when we win, I get very excited and it's all over social media. And then when we lose, I get very bitter and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Screw this. I'm going home. <laughs> I, I think, and that's what I, I kind of have the same feeling when I don't like, even with board games, I'm super competitive. Some I've some friends who don't want to play board games with me because when mm-hmm. I, when I don't, when, especially when I'm not winning, I don't feel good about myself. She's uh, a monster and she cheats. <laughs> so, that's not basically, gonna, not argue with you basically, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just, you brought up social media. So have people been coming at you left and right since the show uh, premiered? Like uh, whether it's. Do you have exes who like, remember that time? Or you have guys sliding your DMs or do you have like (laughs) queer people that are like, oh my God, I show pigs too. There's something like that out there. Um, I actually don't, you know, I, I have people that come in and have messaged on social media, but I have not had like, you know, anybody crazy sliding into my DMs saying, oh, you know, do you remember this time? Do you remember that time? And this, that, or what we did. That I haven't had happen yet, but it is crazy in the number of people that will ask, you know, or say things on my social media. Like I had somebody the other day message me and was like, hey, you're super cute. You know, what's your cash app? And I'm like, what do you want my cash app for? Like, if you think there's going to be benefits behind behind this, it's not going to happen. I'm so upset. No one has asked for my no cash app. We're, we're fucking broke. No one's given us anything. You know what? I think if I was 25, oh, I, think, I think people would ask. I would for have my no cash money app. and bad decisions, Tyler. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I mean, I did have somebody PayPal me fifty dollars the other day with no like no strings attached. Just did it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, well, thanks. <laughs> people are proud for you. They're they're proud for you of what you're representing and. And, and also, I mean, we do have to ask since you brought it up. Are you single? Are you? Are you? Or are you in the pig pens? I don't know what y'all say. <laughs> I am very single. Very, very single. Ooh, very single. Oh, please don't hit on our game. No, I'm not. So- <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, Lord. Let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes! 
Our Canadian fans loved the song we had written for them. And a song pinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. We have to ask, so I'm super curious, like, has um, has uh, this this has been you know this show is um, you know we originally one of our good friends is Kate Casey she's a podcaster and I know that she just had the producer of Pig Royalty on the show Ben um, yeah. and you know originally I think don't think a lot of people know um, this show was produced to be about the Boleros and then it kind yeah. of ended up coming into this. Kind of like, as we said, this Shakespeare, we literally compared the show to I Shakespeare. I said it's Shakespeare uh, <laughs> because it's two families alike in dignity. Kind of. Kind um, of. Kind of. But, but it's like Montague's and Capulet. And I've been saying that uh, she's got three daughters like King Lear. 
and we, we're very gay in our description. It's it's Tyler. full on. So, I, but yeah, was that a surprise the way it was edited? Did y'all expect this show to come out this way where all of you reads just kind of like, what the fuck? Um, you know, okay, so when it first started, I actually was not a part of the show. I was just more of an extra. And the more and more they started to see me and the producers started to see me, like, through edits, they were like, okay, wait, you know, we need to add him. We need to get him more involved. And then, you know, so through the season, everything's progressed. And honestly, when it came out, I texted one of the producers before it even episode one ever dropped. And I was like, I'm so nervous. I feel like I'm just going to be an extra in the show, like. I don't know where my place is going to be. And she was like, stop worrying about that. That's not the case. And then when everything came out and everything unrolled, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Like I'm loving it. I love the way that the uh, producers edited this, the way it was done. I'm not upset, upset with it in any way. I think that they did a perfect job portraying each and every one of us in the manner that we wanted to be trade in. And, you know, there are some people on the show who say that the network, edited them poorly but you can't edit someone poorly uh, in my opinion on her aspect because the editors actually saved her because there were so many things that they had to edit out because it was just so bad the way she acted and the things she said were just so bad and so they actually made her look very decent compared to what the original cut was and you know I just feel like you're getting a taste of your own medicine of what and how you've treated people this whole time. And you just don't like seeing it on TV because now it's publicized. But you know what? If you're going to be a mean person, it's going to show. Sorry. Tyler, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Zero. Uh, no idea. Um, speaking of that person, uh, it's uh, you, used a, you used a term a while back though, that you say it's for the kids. Someone's catchphrase uh, this season was, it's for the kids. It's everything's for, for the, the kids. kids. Okay. Um, so we can talk about talk a little about Michelle Valero, um, who it's no secret has been kind of, uh, especially in the editing, she's been quite the villain, uh, and her three her three wicked stepsisters um, uh, who are there with her, and it's it is interesting, and just like it was, so, it was interesting that you said that because you can't you can't edit something that's not already there. So you, 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 what she's having a problem with, it seems like to me is they didn't make her come off in a good light. So that's what she had a problem with. Like you just said, she said all those things. Yeah. Like bad, we are good reality. I mean, or good or bad, whatever you want to call it. You know, it will be like in a housewife. Someone will say something and then they, they cut to like, uh, you know, whatever, Lisa Vanderpump making a face when she's like, I didn't make that face when she said, this is not that. This is literally just the words coming out of her mouth. So it's, and I, I think it's just, it's, um, I think we watched a lot of reality TV and I feel like it's been a pretty accurate, I, it feels a very accurate portrayal because honestly, it's not as if Jody is seen as like an angel. Like Jody is like, Jody is nice, but Jody also, we've said this on our show. She's tough. She's, she's tough. She is calculating. Like she's, <laughs> There, you know, she. I forgot his name, but she wasn't just being nice when she went and talked to that one man with the two. What's his name? The two daughters. Two daughters. I can't remember. Yeah, his name. I know who you're talking about, and I can't think of his name. It's like Carter, Kane, Justin Kane. Kane. Yeah, yeah, when she Kane, said, Mr. Kane. yeah. yeah she, when she said, and if you need if anything, you need anything, well, we're here. Uh, that's some. 
that's some shady Southern bullshit. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> so, you know, it's smart business. So, uh, but I, I just want to say that uh, you're exactly right in that. What did you know? I know you know the Reigns. Did you know the Boleros personally before the show? So before the show, I actually did. I showed again with their daughters. Um, and even when I showed with their daughters, they just were not people that you approached. They were very um, self-absorbed. Like if we were at shows, they didn't, there wasn't people that actually hung out with them or talked to them unless it was, you know, their friends from school because they were, they were just mean. And, you know, I didn't talk to them a whole lot, but actually before we did this show, Michelle and her husband, Roy came to my farm and bought pigs from me for nugget. Um, so it was, it's very interesting to see how it's all played out. And I think that there was a lot of, um, back and forth that she thought we were saying stuff and that wasn't the case. Um, because as I've watched the show, I I'm still lost as to where Michelle thinks Jody did her wrong and needs to apologize. I just don't, I haven't seen that yet. And so, you know, it is a little confusing, but I don't quite get it, but I did know, I did know them prior to this show starting. See, this is, this is what I love. Everything is this huge, um, uh, uh, epic. Uh, that's the thing. The, the producers and the way this is shot and the way they told these stories, it could have easily been told in a way that just kind of just presented you guys as it and kind of like glommed over the, the details. But the, the production and the, and I'm sure you probably watching the show, you're like, wow, this is so. This is so this is so much fun to watch because they're good storytellers. The producers know what they're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you so we're gonna wrap up soon, because we know you're busy. because uh, it's <laughs> not just canon, you're working with a lot of you you have like a whole crew of you kids that business. you're teaching, right? Yeah. Yes, I have a very large group of kids that I work with. Um so it, we, we actually just had another kid's family come to me and ask. And so we'll be working with them this summer. Um, we're going to go to a few different jackpot shows. You know, we're going to do state fair again. So there's a few kids that I'll pick up, you know, throughout the year. Cool. cool. That's wonderful. <laughs> Did, have, have there been any celebrities or anything that have tagged you or do you know that have watched the show or fans of the show or anything or yet? You know, I wish there was, I keep saying, I wish Ellen DeGeneres would watch the show and like hashtag me or invite me to her show. That's like the ultimate dream right there is to have Ellen yeah, call yeah. me and be like, come to the show or Nicki Minaj, you know, to have her watch the show and, and call me, that would be cool or tag me in something. Um, but as far as like celebrities, like tagging us or saying anything, um, I, not that I am aware of at this point, um, but who knows what could happen? Who knows? They should be. It's, that, it's because it's the best show. Now, we're going to, our last little thing, we're going to do a little rapid fire. And so we're just going to say a cast member's name, and we just want you to say the first word that comes to your mind, honey. <laughs> okay. Uh, no judgment, just the first thing that comes whatever, out. Yeah, whatever. Um, Poodle, you can go first. I'll start. Nugget. Kind. Oh, I love Nugget. He's a star, and you're a star. We hope Nugget kind of comes over to your side. That's what I'm doing. trying. I'm trying to work that into the cards. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, uh, but no. So, uh, Jody, Jody Ring. Oh, love. Oh, um, uh, what about Cammy? 
hot. Oh, Ooh. there you go. Uh, but uh, all right, thank thank we'll you so much it. for playing rapid fire with yes, us, Tyler. Of course, uh, there's no prize. Tyler, uh, there's no no prize. <laughs> My prize is being on the show. I love it. Thank exactly. you. Well, we, thank we, everyone loses. Wait, this isn't fucking elephant. The only thing Poodle and I could give someone is HPV. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. Um, so anyway. Uh, so Tyler, we we wish you all success, all and we we hope you guys get a second season out of this. I can't wait to find out what happens on Tuesdays. I want to go to a pig show. My family's not far. I, I can go see my mama I, in Dallas. What I'm, I'm hey. I, I am so excited about what this could mean for the stock show industry for you guys, and hopefully and also for queer, just queer country kids. Like like I've talked about our show, our future, our future for FFA was huge where I was from. And I know there was these little gay boys and gay girls in there <laughs> trying to show pigs and hogs. So um, Tyler, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can obsess over you. So you can find me on Facebook. Um, I also have my show pig page, which is on Facebook too. Um, go watch my TikToks. It's Ty Parish 52 on TikTok. Um, I promote a lot of the show on my TikToks. You can also see me get a little crazy and wild on my TikToks as well. Ooh. Um, so go look at my social media. I'm all over it. 98% of the time I'm on social media. So, Well, we've said on the show multiple times, when and if we're ever in Texas or if we do a live show in San Antonio, girl, we're taking we're you out for a out. Oh, and if y'all do a live show in San Antonio, you have to have me on. I would love to come and do that. That would be great. That'd be wonderful. All right, Tyler. Thank Thank you so so much, much, Tyler. Thank y'all for having me. Y'all, that's it. Special shout out to Tyler Parrish. Thank you so much for hanging with us. We really appreciate it. We also have an interview coming up with Jody and the Reens. We'll be dropping that on Wednesday after the show. Because, you know, Pig Royalty, the finale, airs on Tuesday on Discovery+. Plus. So, y'all, I mean... If you are not watching Pig Royalty, I can't help you. So check it out on Tuesday, and you know what Poodle and I will be watching it. And remember, y'all keep going, Queens. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.